Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live from Gross Point, Michigan, it's time for the number one radio show in the private service industry, where private service professionals can discuss topics that pertain to their industry. And now, here is your host. Dima National President, Matthew Hack. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Dima Live. Dima Live is a radio show, interview show for the private service industry. The purpose of the show is to bring together private service professionals, vendors, principals, and agencies to discuss topics of interest to the high net worth service industry. Dima Live is produced by the Domestic Estate Managers Association and Professional Trade Association intended to serve those who serve others. You can find our website at domesticmanagers.com. If you're listening to the show live on the blogtalkradio.com website, you can log into Blog Talk Radio Live chat service where you can live chat comments with other listeners and submit questions online. During the show, you can also text questions to 313 313- 404-3998. Once again, that text number is 313-404-3998. If you can't catch our show live on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time, or if you'd like to listen to a previous episode, the show is available as a podcast on blogtalkradio.com and iTunes. If you're listening to the podcast replay of the show, you can also leave comments in the comments box at the bottom of the page. My name is Matthew Hack, President of the Domestic Estate Management Association, and I'll be your host today. I'm joined by my special co-host, DJ Haverkamp, a private service professional based in the New York area. On today's show, DJ and I will be visiting with Tanya Sakowitz, founder of Newborn Care Solutions, and we'll be talking about strategies for newborn infants in a relative new growing, and relatively new and growing area within the nanny industry, referred to as newborn care specialists. Tanya is on the cutting edge of this specialty in the child care industry. She has worked in the nanny and child care industries for over 29 years and has a wealth of knowledge and experiences. I'm sure our listeners will find this show extremely interesting. DJ, let me start by welcoming you. Anything newsworthy going on uh, in the private service front this week? Hi, Matt. Great to uh, be with you again today. Um, things are things are kicking into high gear here in the New York area with spring burgeoning away. The one thing I was thinking about, you know, the New York Auto Show is in town this week, and that's always a fun time to go down to the Javits Center and to see the new cars and to kind of take a walk through. And one of the things that got me thinking about is how a lot of times as state managers, we uh, this time of year will be getting those high-end cars out of the garage that have been sort of socked away for the winter, and our owners want to get out and do some roading. And it kind of got me thinking about how our industry is very seasonal in many ways, because we go through certain things that are kind of done every year at the same same kind of cycle. And it just kind of got me thinking about the cyclical nature of estate management, be it the holidays or summer vacationing and just the kind of things that we do on a cyclical basis. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to be thinking about, but that's not what we're really here to talk about. So let's get on with the show. 
<laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, I appreciate the uh, the input on that, and uh, definitely looking forward to today's show. Uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and bring on our guest uh, today, Tanya Sakowitz. Tanya, welcome to the show. It is great to be here, Matt. I appreciate you and DJ inviting me to share. Well, we uh, we appreciate uh, having you uh, not only as uh, uh, here on the show, but also as a new uh, uh, the global affiliate member with the association, uh, you and uh, uh, Newborn Care Solutions, and uh, we're we're excited to have you guys as part of the association. I know that you've participated in quite a few of the events there in uh, Scottsdale, where you're based out of, and uh, so we're excited to have uh, you as part of the uh, the team and the family. So, with that being said, um, you know you've got a, a lot of. Uh, a lot of credentials here, the International Nanny Association Credential Nanny, Newborn Care Specialist, and the Parent Educator. Um, you also do uh, in-home consulting and in-home sleep conditioning for, for your clients, which I'm sure are, are the babies. Uh, I don't think you're doing that for the older clients, correct? That is correct. I stick with the babies. <laughs> and, uh, and then you're also running a Newborn Care Specialist training program. So, um obviously you're a, a very busy person um I, I know that that this is a topic that that may not apply to all of our listeners but for those who are facing a new birth in the family i thought that this would be a really uh relevant topic from from an experience that this can be one of the most exciting yet one of the most scariest times in the family's growth um maybe we could start off by there by having you tell us a little bit about your history in the child care industry and how you got interested in newborns in particular I am. I have a story similar to a lot of people who work in the in-home child care industry. I was the neighborhood babysitter, um, always on call, always busy, always in demand. It was just something that from a very early time I loved doing. Uh, but I initially planned on going to college and becoming a teacher, and I had to put myself through school. And so when I was in college, I took a live-in nanny job with two single moms and started working with them. And by the time I finished college, I needed a break. And so I answered an ad in my college newspaper for a job on the East Coast for a nanny for a brand-new baby. And I flew out there. I literally, the mom opened the door. The baby was two weeks old. I hadn't even put down my suitcase. And she just shoved the baby at me and went, here, because she was so nervous. And that was kind of the first time I really started to realize, A, that I knew a lot about babies, just instinctively, but also that I really wanted to help this mom. And so I started at that point researching, investigating, learning more, and very, very quickly just learned that newborns were really my thing and that that was my niche within the industry. Uh, And over the last 29, it'll actually be 30 years this April that I've worked in the industry, and just newborns are what I do and what I know. All right. Well, I wish you would have been around about 10 years ago when I brought home my son and he, uh, I undid his diaper and he peed all over the ceiling. That was, uh, that was my, my introductory <laughs> lesson. So I, I could have used you around at that point. So uh, with, with that being said, then I, I guess we need to kind of um, real, define a couple of things. What, what is a newborn? So from a strictly medical standpoint, when a doctor or a hospital refers to a newborn, they're referring strictly to the first four weeks of life. But for the sake of the in-home child care industry and what a newborn care specialist does, 
we focus predominantly on the first 12 to 16 weeks or about the first four months of a child's life. Um, but we do find a lot of our um, higher-profile families tend to like to have a newborn care specialist in the home a little bit longer than that. Um, but predominantly, it's the first 12 to 16 weeks. Okay. All right. Cool. So we got. So we have that. We have that term is now defined as as, as that. Um, mm-hmm. I know that when we first started in the private in the private service industry, the term private service professional was not yet a um, was not yet net necessarily a, a well a, a universal title. Um, I believe that right. it definitely is now. Um, and so I, I'm assuming that you know when we first talked, you know we were talking about newborn uh, child uh, spec newborn care specialist as being a title. Um, I know there's been some other names like uh, Douglas, night nannies, baby nurses. How specifically in, uh, did the term newborn care specialist come about? There have been a lot of terms, and there still are a lot of terms for what we do. Um, and a doula is a little bit different. They share a lot of similarities. There's a lot of crossover. They're a little different. Night nurses, baby nurses, those are the terms that for many years were very common. Um, But it is actually illegal for, in many states, specifically to use the the term nurse. And nationally, it is illegal to claim a licensure, which you do not have. And so in 2007, a group of us um, who originally met about 15 or 16 years ago when the Internet first started really kind of getting big, um, we got together at an INA conference, and we said, you know what, there's 20 of us sitting here in this room. We all specialize in working with newborns. Let's come together and bring a term to the International Nanny Association, which is kind of the umbrella organization over in-home child care, and bring them a term that we can choose as our own as a professional. We spent hours and hours going through it. We brought the term in 2007 of newborn care specialist to the International Nanny Association, and it was officially adopted at that time by the International Nanny Association as a terminology for what we do and to distinguish the fact that the people who work in this industry are many times very highly educated, very specialized, and they work very hard to be really dedicated, amazing professionals. I think that that story right there is probably the most fantastic thing that that I've heard in a while because I think that that's what we all are trying to do is raise industry standards throughout the board in the private service industry. So I think to be able to to bring any type of uh, uh, accreditation and validation to what everyone does in this industry is a huge uh, is a huge uh, success. So congratulations on you guys being able to do that. So. Once you guys were were able to successfully bring that new title into the industry, um, is that when your company kind of kind of came about? Well, indirectly, yes. Um, that was the time. That was the first year that I actually taught a class for the International Nanny Association on specifically working with newborns. Um, there hadn't been a really categorized specialty, and that was the very first year that I actually taught a class. I was supposed to teach for two hours, and I ended up teaching by demand of the people in the room for almost two days straight. Um, And so because of that, we really recognized that there was a huge demand for the training. And so over the years, I have taught 
before both the International Nanny Association and the National Association of Nanny when it existed. I taught for National Nanny Training Day all over the country, and I've had agencies bring me in. But we kept seeing that there were lots of people with varying degrees of experience, varying degrees of education, um, amazing backgrounds that needed some kind of a standardization. And when I kept getting request after request after request, my husband, who is an entrepreneur and a businessman, said, you know what, I think we need to turn this into a formal business. And so then we began our business planning. We began to put it together. Um, he works very closely with me because he is the business side of what we do. Um, and so he has helped me to pull together and develop an actual formalized business with our programs, our books, et cetera. And so that is kind of how it's developed over the last several years, and now we are a full-blown formalized training company. That's great, Tanya. That's that's really interesting. But I, I guess I'd like to ask, could you maybe just tell us a little bit more about what's involved with newborn care and what a newborn care specialist does and, and some of the things that they deal with in their in their profession? Newborn care specialists, um, depending on what the client wants, a lot of what we do is very customized for each individual client. Um, and so we do everything from helping to set up the nursery. Um, that might be walking into a blank room with nothing, or it may be walking into a room that has a lot of things and saying these things need to come out because they're not safe, these things need to be brought in, ordering all the supplies that are going to be necessary. Um, we, If we have appropriate training, and many newborn care specialists we offer breastfeeding support um, to new moms, we work with the parents, the siblings sometimes, to support healing of the mother after birth and adapting to their new family roles, et cetera. Um, we need to be very aware of proper growth and development so that if there are signs of any kind of problems or possible medical issues, then we can suggest to our principal that they bring their child to the appropriate medical professional who can diagnose what's going on and treat it. Um, we are oftentimes hired because the goals of the family are to have their baby sleeping through the night in a healthy manner as soon as is reasonably possible. Um, and our ultimate goal at the end of the day is to leave a healthy, calm, and well-rested family with empowered parents who feel capable of caring for their child. Um, and then in many times also we are then helping train the nanny who is taking over when we leave. Wow. That's that's a lot. But yeah. So so tell me, though, a little bit about how this actually works. So if, if I'm a principal and, and we have a newborn, uh, we've hired now a newborn care specialist. Uh, what kind of hours do you work? Do you live in? Do you come a certain time of the day? How, tell us how, like, just how does this work for folks who don't really quite understand the logistics of, of a newborn care specialist? Sure. Um, there are a couple of main variables within that. Um, predominantly, a newborn care specialist is hired for one of two types of shifts. One is either the overnight shift, where they might come in anywhere between 7 and 10 o'clock at night, say, and work until approximately 6 to 7 o'clock in the morning. And so they are 
handling anything and everything that happens at night. Um, and so they would come into the home at that time. There's usually a place for them to rest so that when the baby is resting and all responsibilities are taken care of, they can rest as well. Um, but then there is also a segment, a large segment of this industry where we work what are called 24-7 shifts. And we come in anywhere from two weeks to three or four months or potentially longer, and we'll literally work um, 20 to 24 hours of each day. Some families will do like a four-hour break during the day. Um, some families do not. And so you're working literally 24 hours a day. Uh, but that means that generally you would have a room like in the guest room or you might have a bed in the nursery and at nighttime when the baby is sleeping, you are sleeping as well. Um, but you are 100% responsible for everything related to the care of that child 24 hours a day. Um, so that can mean traveling with a family. That means working weekends. That means doctor's appointments. We are just literally on all the time. There are occasionally other variables. Every once in a while you have someone who wants day help, that sort of thing, but predominantly newborn care specialists are either taking the overnight shift or they are working a 24-hour shift. Mm -hmm. So then if, if I was working for a principal and I was charged mm -hmm. with trying to help them find a newborn care specialist, how would the process go about? Would I contact someone like you and then you could run through with me the different scenarios of potential arrangements that could be made with a newborn care specialist and then I would present those to the principal and say well we could do it this way where it'd be overnight or we could do it 24-7 or, or just kind of like you said before there was a lot of customization so how, do, how would I find the newborn care specialist and how would I go about setting up that arrangement if I were charged with doing that for my principal? So I would say that if you are an estate manager and your principal is expecting a new baby, that it definitely is worth the time to give me a call and say, okay, my principal is expecting a new baby. What do I do? How do I go about this? There are a variety of different ways of finding a newborn care specialist, but it's really important that you as an estate manager are educated on what a newborn care specialist is, what they do, what kind of background you should be looking for, what kind of training that sort of thing, because there are a lot of people in this industry that are fabulous, and then there are some that are not so fabulous. And so as a estate manager, because you want to be presenting outstanding candidates to your principal, you need to know kind of what to look for. But as far as specifically finding someone, um, more and more staffing agencies are recognizing the um, potential placement income, and they are getting more and more requests from estate managers and principals who are looking for newborn care specialists. So many of the really high-quality staffing agencies are now um, placing newborn care specialists. Um, nanny agencies are placing newborn care specialists. So an agency can also be a fabulous resource for finding someone. Uh, word of mouth is also a really great way. Generally, once a principal has had the experience of having a professional newborn care specialist in their home, and they realize what a benefit that can be to their family, um, they are happy, and their estate manager therefore knows about it. So discussing it with other private service professionals, hey, who did you guys hire, who did you bring in, you know, that's one of the things that is the amazing power of DEMA 
is those referrals that we can get from other private service professionals. Um, you can also look online. A lot of newborn care specialists have their own websites, and that is because for a long time staffing agencies didn't place them. And so there are a lot of them online. And even though we are a large community, like most things, once people connect, that community gets very small. And so there's a lot of networking among other newborn care specialists. And when someone is good at what they do, they take pride in what they do, and they also take pride in who they refer. And so those word-of-mouth referrals and networking with other newborn care specialists is a really, really great um, way to find them also. But the one really big tip that I would give you is start early. Do not wait mm -hmm. until your yeah. principal is in labor <laughs> to be finding <laughs> Um, because the really outstanding newborn care specialists are oftentimes booked months in advance. Um, one of my elite students just posted um, in our group yesterday, I am booked for the entire year of 2016 already. Uh, and so wow. we get booked many times the call is a positive from the doctor, a call to our partner, and the next phone call is to the newborn care specialist, especially if a family has had one before and knows the benefits it can bring. And so many of the really outstanding people are booked for months ahead of time. That's amazing. So needless to say, there's a lot for newborn care specialists to be thinking about, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and all the prior preparation and all that stuff that goes into it. Hey, Tanya, real quickly, I'm getting a little bit of feedback um, uh, on, on, on my end, and I don't know if it's uh, if you have uh, speakers, if you could maybe turn those down. Um, that would be awesome because I'm just trying to get rid of the feedback. But anyways, um, on with the show. Um, I, I know that your company is involved with providing training for nannies who are interested in becoming newborn care specialists. Can you tell us a little bit about what your training program has to offer for those people? Sure. Um, we train nannies. We train uh, postpartum and labor doulas. We train anybody who has prior experience working with newborns or working with babies. It doesn't have to necessarily be newborns. We do not train people who have no experience working with babies at all. That's not what we're about. Um, but we have a three-tier training program. And it is, we have a foundational, which is our introductory level for those who have experience with babies, but maybe not newborns, an advanced program, and then an elite mentorship program, which is a one-year program. Um, and we offer our programs both online, um, we offer them privately, and we offer them directly in home, and then we also do occasional training events around the country. Um, our online program is a video-based program of an actual training class. We videotaped the entire thing, had it edited, um, and have that available online. Um, and it's divided into segments based on the topics. There's a quiz at the end of each segment, and then there is a final exam that is required to be passed in order to get your certificate of training. Um, and then after that, we add anyone who requests to be part of, and we strongly encourage, we have an online mentoring group for our new students, which has a team of 16 very highly specialized newborn care specialists um, that I have handpicked that mentor our new students. Um, because if you've been a nanny and then take training to be a newborn care specialist, but you've never actually worked the job before, 
you need that mentorship. You need that guidance. You need somebody that you can text at 2 o'clock in the morning and ask for help. And so we provide that ongoing support beyond just the basic education. Excellent. Hey, Tanya, I want to ask, I'm going to break script here, here a little bit on you. Um, one, uh, one question that I have that I'm, I'm hoping that uh, several of our listeners will be are, are thinking to themselves is, you referred to a newborn care specialist as dealing within the first 12 uh, or, or from, from the time of birth to the uh, 12 to 16 week period or four months Correct. of the child's life. Um, mm-hmm. once, that, once you reach that phase, that four month phase, I'm interested uh, to hear what your thoughts are. What, what normally happens at that four month period? Is that something where a newborn care specialist would sometimes be asked to stay on? Um, with the family, or is it something where at that four-month period uh, a new person would be brought in to, to take over that uh, that position in, in the family? That is really dependent on what the um, principal wants, um, but there are a, a variety of different ways. Um, sometimes that time period is kind of when we usually stop because usually we have babies sleeping through the night by that point. And so there's not as much of a need for the night help. Um, so th- if a newborn care specialist is working nights only, there may already be a nanny in the home who's working the day shift. Um, but if a newborn care specialist is working 24 hours, particularly we see with our very high net worth families, a lot of times they want that newborn care specialist to stay longer. And so uh, many of my students are working six, nine, or even 12-month contracts. Um, with families and stay potentially up to the first year. But, yes, many times they do get asked to stay longer, um, but then there are other families who opt to transition to a nanny at that point if they do not already have one. And so part of a newborn care specialist role is to help that transition go smoothly so that the new nanny knows exactly what she needs to be doing to maintain what's already been done for the last 12 to 16 weeks. That's that's amazing, Tanya. Uh, I I wanted to ask if you could maybe share with us a little bit uh, about some of the topics that you cover in the training. Uh, I'm not a parent. I've never had kids, so I've never had to go through this experience. Maybe Matt probably can relate more as a parent, but I would just be curious to know if not only are you like covering all the topics about raising a, a new little infant, but then also are you helping to train the parents and help them? Because I'm sure there are a lot of folks who go into parenting and whoever teaches you how to raise a kid. So do you help the parents as well learn how to take care of these little ones? If that is what the principal wants, then absolutely we do. We take our lead very much from the principal. That's part of what we do in advance of being hired many times is discuss with them exactly how do you view my role within your family? What do you want from me? But absolutely, mm-hmm. we are there to help educate and support uh, families and support parents. And so we teach them, if necessary, we teach them how to change a diaper. We teach them how to bathe the baby. We teach them how to swaddle properly. They teach you how to swaddle in a hospital, but the way they teach you in a hospital doesn't work very long. Babies break out of that. And so we teach them a way of swaddling that, help, that is much more effective. Um, we teach them the basics of caring for multiples. Many times a newborn care specialist is hired if there are twins or triplets coming. And so 
we teach them some of the tricks that make life with multiples, in particularly the first year, easier. Um, we teach them things on watching for signs of food allergies. Um, we teach them things about green living. Um, many, many of our principals are very, very concerned about having a really healthy home environment. And so we talk to them a lot about those kind of things, and our students are specifically trained in that. Of course, sleep is always primary on their goal. They want those babies sleeping through the night. And so we teach them, um, particularly if we're working only at night, we're teaching them how critical what they do during the day is to getting good, effective sleep at night and how different things can affect sleep directly, indirectly. Um, we are trained to watch for the signs of postpartum depression. Now, we are not medical providers. We do not diagnose those sorts of things. But in our program, we specifically train our students for what are the key signs of it, how to approach a partner about the fact that there is potential postpartum depression, and to give them resources for getting help. We teach them about health issues with their babies. Um, we teach many times if we're dealing with multiples, we're also dealing with premature babies. And so we talk about the variety and different ways different things that are um, unusual to working with premature babies and why those things matter. Um, and then we really um, recognize signs of various feeding issues, things like tongue tie and pyloric stenosis, um, how to feed a baby with cleft palate. We teach all of that so that our students have a really good solid foundation and that they can then share that information with the families. Um, and then, of course, our program also teaches the business aspects of being a newborn care specialist, how to find positions, what is professional behavior, um, how to have a work agreement, tax issues, insurance requirements, all kinds of things like that. Yeah, Tony, I think that's really interesting, that component of it as well, because as I was reflecting on your story and how you came to be in this industry, uh, it, it read me, really made me realize that a lot of services are becoming contracted services, whereas maybe in the past they were hired by uh, a, a staff employee. And I think it's interesting to think about for our estate management audience that maybe there are folks who are listening today who have kind of always toyed with the idea of starting their own initiative or, or, or starting a company or a business or providing a service and have, have been hesitant to do that. And I think it's just so excellent that you get involved with the business component of that and helping people to know how to market themselves, how to, how to help people know the ins and out of the insurance requirements and, and some of the things that are associated with that. So I was just curious to know, are, are folks required to have insurance or any of those kind of things? I mean, what are the liability issues for somebody working in this, in this industry? Um, well, they are not legally by any law required to necessarily have insurance. Um, there are, you know, business insurance laws within different states. That is something that only a, like an insurance advisor could tell them, but legally they're not required to have any insurance. However, we strongly um, recommend that they at the very least have some form of liability insurance um, because this is considered a quote-unquote high-risk industry. Um, we're working with someone's baby, and a newborn baby at that. And so it is um, something that we do recommend that they talk to an insurance provider. Um, there are not very many who offer insurance for what we do um, because it is a relatively new 
um, field within the nanny industry, but it is something that we do suggest that they look very strongly into. I, this is such a uh, this is such a, a uh, an interesting topic. I also think it's a little bit of a fun topic because where else can you talk about baby burritos and swaddling? I mean that's that's the, that's the number one thing that we need to talk about, right? Giving love and care yeah. to, to those babies. So um, real quickly, um, I wanted to jump in do a little bit of promotion here. Um, we are going to uh, want to remind all of our listeners that we do have uh, this year's regional management comp- uh, conference is fast approaching. The conference is an all-day event from 9 to 5 on April the 23rd. It's being held at the World School in New York City. We'll be having presentations on global emergency management, art collection management, human resource and payroll management, home automation management, uh, wardrobe care and management. As you can tell, we're doing a lot of management. Um, mm-hmm. You can register to attend uh, at uh, this year's uh, DEMA uh, convention website, uh, demaconvention.com. So if you'd like to attend that, um, you can go ahead and go there and register for that. Uh, with that being said, um, obviously there are a, a lot of uh, things that we do uh, in the private service industry, Tanya, and I'm sure that uh, a newborn care specialist has to be considering. With this being a new field or a new title, how many would you say are out there um, right now with the title newborn care specialist, but even more so, how many people do you think are out there that are doing the newborn care specialist duties that don't have that title? There are just, just amongst Facebook groups, there are hundreds, if not into the thousands of people already working within this industry. Um, some use the term newborn care specialist. Some have never even heard the term yet. Um, it, even though it's been nine years since the INA adopted the term, it's always a slow process, as you know, to bring a terminology into common use. But the Internet especially is very much bringing this community together. And so I would say that there are absolutely thousands of people working in this industry within the in-home child care industry but not all of them are using the term newborn care specialist, and we certainly would like to see them do that um, to bring us all together more effectively as a professional. All right. Yeah, I, I just I, I think it's one of those things. I mean, it's something that we've seen here, um, you know, uh, in, in, with DEMA is, you know, we have a lot of people that, that use the term you know, estate manager or household manager. But then when we look at even private chef, for example, you know, you look at a private chef and, and, and they, that's what they're calling themselves or that's what they were hired as. And then you start looking at their job description and their duties and you're like, wait a minute, you're you're actually doing like two different job titles rolled into one. So I just thought that that was a, an interesting point uh, to, to make with uh, with regards to that. So um, one more, uh, one more thing. Um, we have a listener, Dana. Um, Dana has taken Tanya's uh, newborn care specialist uh, and the advanced uh, training course. Um, she had nothing but rave reviews. Said it was wonderful and full of a lot of science-based information. Um, she uh, gave you a ton of compliments. Tanya said that you're amazing, and she's forever grateful. And she loves her new career as a uh, newborn care specialist. So I just thought I should read that on air and give you a little bit of props. So, uh, so if you want to say hi to Dana, you can say a quick hi. 
Yeah. Hi, Dana, and thank you for that. Dana was actually an amazing student. She was loads of fun, and she really has an amazing heart for working with newborns and supporting families. So she was fabulous. Cool. Uh, well, listen. Um, one of the one of the things that I'm sure a lot of people are asking themselves is, what's the most popular employment markets currently that you see uh, for a newborn care specialist? Um, in general, the most popular markets are our traditional private service professional markets. The, it's L.A., San Francisco, New York, Chicago, um, Atlanta, the bigger cities. Surprisingly, Phoenix is a very big market for newborn care specialists. Um, and so we actually have people moving here from all over the country to work here in the Phoenix area. Uh, but any of your traditional private service markets are really, really popular employment markets. Um, California is probably one of our biggest, and we are also seeing international markets. We are starting to see um, demand. Our training is now in Australia. Um, we have newborn care specialists who are traveling to Saudi Arabia to work. Uh, and then we're also starting to see a market uh, in China. They've opened up the ability to have a second baby, and so Chinese families are coming um, to the United States to have babies via surrogate because many of them um, have already had operations. They're not able to have a physically have a second child, so they're coming to the United States for surrogacy. Um, and so we're starting to see a demand um, for that as well, and specifically people who speak Mandarin. That's amazing, Tanya. Uh, does your company act as a placement agency? Do you Do you actually help people find positions? And if not, how would one go about either getting involved with new care specialty or how would one get a position? Um, we are not a placement agency. Uh, we do strictly training. Um, we are occasionally contracted by people and we'll put basic referrals on our mentor boards and students can choose to follow them up on that. On that. But we actually do not place students directly. However, we have many agencies who come to us for candidates, um, some mm -hmm. agencies who are exclusively coming to us now um, because our students are in very high demand. Um, we offer a different level and different type of training, and because of that, um, the demand for our students is becoming very high, and so we have a lot of agencies who contact us directly. And so anytime an agency contacts us about a position, of course, then we put that out on our boards um, for our students. Um, there's, of course, always networking referrals. Um, but if you as a private service professional are looking for a newborn care specialist for your principal, we would always refer you, you know, either to a staffing agency, um, that sort of thing, so that you can get the proper background checks and things like that done. Um, but we, as a program, do not um, actually place newborn care specialists. Hey, Tanya, real quickly, I, I think that it's important, obviously, to, you know, as an educator that you separate the two. I think that that's one of the big mistakes that a, a lot of the schools that are out there, you know, they do placement. So I, I wanted to really quickly give you props on that. Uh, to separate those two, because I really, I really think it's important to to distinguish between the two, and I, I'm sure that that's probably the main reason that you don't do placement, um, is because you want to uh, differentiate uh, between those two, and, and go mm -hmm. from there. So, um, with that, with with that being said, um, 
I would like to point out that I know that you're extremely involved in the International Nanny Association. Um, I know that uh, they have an annual conference that's coming up in May in uh, Washington, D.C. So um, because I feel it's important that we work in conjunction with all of the, the uh, uh, associations that are out there, I wanted to see if you could tell us a little bit more about the INA and, and how uh, you guys are involved with, with that particular organization. Um, so, well, like I said, in 2007, the INA recognized a need to standardize both terminology and um, standards of practice for the industry. Um, I actually sit on their international board, and I head up their newborn care specialist committee, and our current president of the INA is actually a newborn care specialist. Um, and so we work very hard to set the standards. We are working on developing a credentialing exam at the moment. And the INA actually has an entire specialized training track at their annual conference. So they train, they have classes for agencies, they have classes for nannies, and they have an entire track of classes for newborn care specialists. Um, and so I will actually be teaching this year in D.C. as well. That's great, Tonya. One of the things that Matt and I have been talking to a lot of the folks that we've been interviewing on some of the previous uh, radio shows is the changes that are going on in the technology world and things that are happening that are kind of cutting edge. And mm -hmm. so I guess I'd be curious to know in the field of newborn care, do you see anything that's on the radar as far as developments technologically that, that your industry is using? We absolutely do. Probably one of the biggest changes that we're seeing is changes in what are essentially baby monitors. Um, everything from, uh, you know, night vision monitors that are in the room but have no light in them but we can see and they connect directly to your iPhone. Um, there's a product that a lot of us use called the Owlet, which is a monitor. It's based in the sock that goes on the baby and it tracks their respiration heart rate and monitors the baby and then sends the information back to an iPhone or a tablet. Um, and there are loads of apps that many of us use that allow us to track everything about the baby, um, from when their diaper was changed to how much they ate to what their temperature is, everything possible. And we have our principal download that same app and it automatically shares between our phone, their phone, their tablet, their computer, whatever, so that they can see in real time exactly what's going on with their baby, um, even if they're not the one directly caring for them at the moment. So technology is absolutely impacting what we're doing very, very quickly. I love it, smart baby technology instead of smart home technology. That's awesome. Who would have thought, thought we'd be talking about that, right? Um, well, listen, yep. that's, that's awesome. Tanya, I've got about uh, two, about three minutes left here on the show. If people want to get in touch with you and talk more about um, how they can become a, a newborn care specialist or they just want to learn more about your services, what, how can they do that? So we have a website, which is newborncaresolutions.com, or they can email me directly at Tanya, which is T-O-N-Y-A, at newborncaresolutions.com, and I am happy to talk with them, answer their questions, and help them in any way that I can. Excellent, and I'm assuming that you will be at our uh, annual convention as well, right, in Scottsdale this year in August? I absolutely will. It's right in my backyard. 
<laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, listen, Tanya, we're really excited to have you guys on board as a, as a new global affiliate member. Um, we'd like to uh, thank Tanya for her time, as well as our listeners that participated in today's show. Um, Tanya, we really appreciate you sharing your time and insights regarding this topic. DJ, as always, thank you for joining me uh, today on the show. If you have any further questions regarding how you can become more involved in your local chapter of DEMA or you have questions about the private service industry, please feel free to contact us at info at domesticmanagers.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have a suggestion for a potential topic or guest that you'd like us to interview, please do not hesitate to contact us at that same uh, email address, which is once again, info at domesticmanagers.com. We look forward to seeing everyone at the regional conference in New York on April the 23rd. Be sure to mark your calendars for this year's national convention in Scottsdale, Arizona, which will be August 26th through the 28th. And we're excited that we will be back on the air next Wednesday um, when we will be joined by a special private service professional guest uh, to be announced uh, who will be giving a uh, another private service professional corner. This event will begin at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As always, I've been your host, Matthew Hack, and this is the DEMA Live radio show, which will continue to serve those who serve others. Thank you and have a great day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.